Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark. It is 2023. Year two has been completed of the Scattered Abroad Network. What a wonderful milestone we were able to reach during our last season of crossing 100,000 downloads. Could not do that without you guys, and we're thankful that each of you that takes time to study God's Word makes it a part of your daily study in involving yourselves in the Scattered Abroad Network. I am a little bit behind at the time of my recording these. I have been on the road a lot lately for the Memphis School of Preaching. I work as a recruiter, if you did not know, if this is your first episode. And so my job is to travel around and tell people about the school, fill in on Sundays, preach, take care of Bible classes sometimes, go to lectureships, youth days, and have a display there. Uh, Sometimes if I'm speaking at one of those, I'll bring the display. And so I've been on the road a lot over the last couple of months. And my mom, of course, as you all know, was diagnosed with cancer. And so we've been dealing with that as well. Uh, We're thankful so much for all of the prayers that we've been given. Um, And so we we just want to thank you very much for all of the messages, the emails, the phone calls, texts. If I haven't reached out to you, I'm sorry. Uh, I've been overwhelmed with everything, trying to figure it all out, how to make it work. And so uh, please forgive me for that. But what I thought we would do this season is look at some road signs together. I did two gospel meetings recently on this theme, and I enjoyed getting to study about these. And certainly a lot of the road signs that we're going to cover are very familiar to you in as far as driving would be concerned in America, but I don't really know if you're familiar with the reasoning behind the road signs. If you're like I am, the very first time you ever, you know, read your driver's manual for that driver's ed test, you probably had the things kind of memorized, but also you really didn't memorize them. You kind of did what we call maybe that short-term memory, where you put it in the very front part of your brain for the test, and then as soon as the test is over, you forget it like you never knew it. That's kind of what I was like when I started studying these signs, trying to figure out what they meant, what they were designed for, and I picked seven signs for us to consider, and we're going to try to cover those signs over a three-week arc And so, Lord willing, today we will begin a three-week arc on the road sign, Caution. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard these stories, so bear with me, but they're they're designed to go along with this particular lesson. Um, In 2017, my dad had a debate, and that debate was up in... Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee, I was his uh, chart guy. There was not really an official title for that, so we'll just go with chart guy. My job was to put up the charts that he needed for the debate, and then as we were getting ready to head home, we had about a five-hour drive. My wife was pregnant with our now five-year-old Adam. My grandfather was with me, and so was my sister, and we were driving back home in a two-car convoy. I was in a Prius. Yeah, I just paused for your laughter. You can you can stop now. 
I was in a Prius. Uh, we bought that car for my wife when she was in nursing school. Uh, it was a, about a 45-plus minute drive every day there and back, and we wanted to save some gas money. And that was before gas was quite like it is right now, too. So you can imagine I missed the Prius's gas mileage. But I was in a Prius. My wife was in our RAV4, and we were driving back, and we made it to exit 143 in Tennessee. I remember it well. It's Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. There had been a massive storm stretching from like Oklahoma to Florida. That storm was one of the biggest storms I can remember in the last several years. And when we stopped at Hurricane Mills to fill up, get some snacks, we had about a two-hour drive home. All of a sudden, a woman came running into the gas station saying, there are trees down on the interstate. As you can imagine, that does not sound very good for someone who has a pregnant wife and a grandfather who cannot sit for long periods of time in a confined space like that. So we began to try to chart a different route. And as we were looking for this different route, we discovered that there was a back way that we could take, a back road, and this back road would get us to just past exit 137, uh, Cuba Landing, if I'm saying that right. If you're from this area, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the names. But one of the roads we had to take was Jack Branch Road. So we begin driving. It is kind of stopped raining at this point. There's a little bit of a dull uh, or a lull, I should say, in the rain. And so we begin driving, and we turn off onto these back roads. And at one point, we're on a gravel road, and I can hear chainsaws. And there are these people in front of us cutting up a tree that had fallen, and they were saying, hey, there's trees down here. We're cutting them up. If you give us a few minutes, we'll have them done, and you can head on your way. And I asked them, I said, do you all know Jack Branch Road? They said, oh, yeah, we know it. We know Jack Branch Road. I said, oh, cool. Can I make it in my vehicle? And they looked at me, looked at the Prius, and looked at the RAV4, and they said, yeah, you're, you're going to be fine. You'll be fine. So based on their recommendation, we pressed on. Jack Branch Road is a creek bed. It's not a road. It's not a paved road at this point in time. It is just a creek bed. And as I'm driving up in the Prius, I get about maybe a third of the way up, and I think, I can't make it. So I put it in reverse. I start to back up. The whole Prius shifts to the right, and I hear a loud pop. And my tire pressure light came on, my tire pressure sensor. And it said, your sensor indicates that your tire pressure is low. And I thought, go figure. Uh, thank you for that on-the-spot report. I'm aware that it's low because I just heard my tire explode. I get out, look at the damage, and realize my Prius isn't going anywhere. We get stranded in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee for the night. A gentleman comes out and helps me take care of the problem the next day. Found out later he was actually a member of the church and knew of some of the work that I had done at that point at GBN. And so that was kind of a, a funny coincidence. I start driving the car home. Two hours, right? That's all we had left. 
Car starts seizing by the time we made it to Jackson, Tennessee. So we pull over into Jackson, go to a Walmart, and then stay in an Econo Lodge. And after a week, we got the Prius fixed. Take the Prius home. I am pulling into my neighborhood, and the car starts seizing again. I park it on our driveway for the next six months. Finally get it fixed, and as luck would have it, we had a kind of fellowship night after services on a Wednesday night, a home housewarming party for a family in our congregation where I was working at the time in Somerville. And on my way home from that, I hit a deer in that Prius. Um, well, I hit a deer with that Prius, I guess I should say. I then got rid of the Prius and got a truck. I was done at that point. I just There was no point in continuing further with a Prius, and so I, I got rid of it. Why did I say all that? Well, if I had a caution sign telling me, Michael, don't go this way. Caution. You're going to hit a deer. You're going to have your Prius stranded in Jackson, Tennessee for over a week, and then it's going to sit essentially on blocks, if you will, on your driveway for the next six months. I probably would have just stayed on the interstate, and I probably would have tried to make sure to go slower the night that I hit the deer. Now, a caution sign... According to our source of the day, trafficsigns.com, a caution sign is designed to be a warning sign. And warning signs are used to alert highway, street, or road users to unexpected or dangerous conditions ahead that might call for a reduction of speed, situations that might not be readily apparent, or an action in the interest of safety and efficient traffic operations such as a curve, detour, side road, etc. They usually have a yellow or orange background with black symbols or letters on a diamond shape or rectangular sign. Yellow pennant shaped signs caution motorists where passing is unsafe. Round yellow warning signs alert motorists, motorists that there's a railroad crossing ahead. Here's something that I want you to focus on though that maybe you didn't know. Warning signs are made with the highest quality aluminum coated with the industry's best 3M or Avery reflective sheeting and printed to last beyond the sheeting warranty. That was impressive to me. That that struck a chord, if you will, with me. And so I kind of was sitting there thinking about it. The warning signs are used with the best quality. Best quality. That's impressive. Now I want to take you to Galatians chapter 6. For our study, I've introduced the subject now, and for the next seven or eight minutes, we want to consider our study together, and then next week we'll pick up with the next sign. But sign number one, caution. People will stumble. How many people do you know that at one time were so faithful? They were on fire for God but no longer. You know, like a deer jumping in front of a car, some will be caught off guard and crash. That's Galatians 6.1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, 
You who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. And when you think about that word overtaken, it's a Greek word that means to be caught by surprise, caught off guard. Sounds like a deer jumping out in front of the car, doesn't it? And we're told to restore this type of person in the spirit of gentleness. You know, if you break your arm, we want the doctor to fix it gently. We don't want the doctor to just kind of throw your arm every which way. I don't know if you've seen the movie Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, but uh, one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in my life is when Harry has broken his arm and Gilderoy Lockhart has got the spell to fix his arm in in a cinch. They were going to just take it and let it be mended, but Gilderoy says, no, no, I've got this. And he says a spell, I think it was Brachium Emendo or something along the lines, and in the process, he turned Harry's arm to jelly, like got rid of all the bones. And it was a harder process to fix it in the book and in the story than it would have been if he had just gone to the medical tent, so to speak, and have it mended. And that word mending is actually found with that idea of restoring. It's the same medical term that we see used, or it's a medical term, I should say, that we see used in different ways. In Matthew 4.21, it talks about the two brothers, James and John, mending their nets, Matthew 4.21. Hebrews 10.5, it says that a body you have prepared for me. The word literally means to bring back to working condition. And like with a broken bone or net, as was the case with John and James mending the nets, the stress here is on the cure. Not the process, but the stress is on putting it back to its original status, putting it back to its original placement. And we're told that the spiritual need to get involved. You who are spiritual, restore such a one. Paul commanded these brethren in Galatian and in, in the southern churches of Galatia to be active in restoration, those who live in the Spirit, the ones not overtaken. But he says you've got to consider yourself first. You do it in meekness. You approach this person in meekness because you consider yourself. How do you want to be treated? You might think of Matthew 7 and verse 12 where it says, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. If we had a sore hand, we would not cut it off without trying to do anything we could to save it. I have a cousin named Caleb, and he got one of the most rare forms of cancer known to man. Like 22 people a year, I believe, either get this cancer or survive this cancer, and he was one of those 22 people. Unfortunately, he had to lose a good chunk of his leg in order for him to heal properly. I know of another family that she had a rare medical condition that affected her that caused her leg needing to be taken. Neither one of those are the desired outcome. You don't want to lose a leg, an arm, a hand. And I don't know of any doctor that the first thing they say when somebody walks in is, perfect, we get to cut your arm off or we get to cut your leg off. It's the last resort, but eventually the conversation can shift to, if we don't do this, if we don't do this, you're going to get worse, not better. Our modern world is no different. 
than what these first two passages, this first passage is talking about. We have problems. Things come up and it makes it difficult to get along. And worse yet, sin can come in between us. But those who are spiritual need to help restore them. How can we truly do this? Is it even possible to do it? And that's the question that I think all of us ask on a regular basis. You and I know of people that were once in their life so on fire. Really, you could say the Southern Churches of Galatia as a whole at one time were on fire for God, Galatians 1, 6 through 9. But they turned to a different gospel, which Paul very clearly says, there is not another gospel. There's not another place for you to turn to in life. You only have the gospel, and you've turned away from it, so you need to get back on track. And he spends the first five chapters going on and on about the fact that the old law is not as good as the new law that it pales in comparison, that you can try to compare it, but it really doesn't do anything for you to live by it. It was written for our learning, Romans 15.4, no doubt. We can definitely say that we need the old law for some profitability. But it's not the law that we live by today. And Paul says in chapter 6, now that we've addressed the old law, versus the new law, you're going to have people who will stumble. You're going to have people who are going to mess up and make mistakes. You're going to need to get them back. Caution. People will stumble. I don't know your congregation's situation. I don't know about your family, yourself, your friends, your spouse, whoever it might be, and whatever it might be for you. But I do know this. We were given a warning sign, a caution sign, in Galatians 6.1. People will stumble. They're going to make a mistake. They're caught by surprise. What do we do with them? Lord willing, next week, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We'll pick back up in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2 and go all the way down to the next few verses. But let me say this before we close. The Scattered Abroad Network has content for every day of the month, and we try and strive to provide biblical content in all areas and walks of life. But if there's an area that we've missed, let us know. If there's an area that you'd like to see us try as directors, Caleb and myself, to work on to provide for you, shoot us an email at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. We're now overseen by the Roanoke Church of Christ in Roanoke, Texas. And I cannot end this episode without saying, with immense gratitude to the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee, for getting us started, for helping us, for supporting us, for loving and being patient with us. And now, we're looking forward to the future with the good eldership at Roanoke, the good preachers that are there. Caleb actually moved there and is one of the ministers now. Brother Joey Davis, a graduate of the Memphis School of Preaching, is there now and has been there for a long time being their preacher, their pulpit minister. And I'm just really looking forward 
to what is coming down the line. We got a lot of stuff we're working on, both behind the scenes and out in the open. I do know this. We are always looking for more. We're always looking for more support if you're willing and able to do that. We're always looking for more content, and we're always looking for more opportunities to spread the work. And before I close, I have to do this to keep my job here at the Memphis School of Preaching. If you need a one-day Sunday filled, your preacher's going to be out of town, and it's a situation where you need a fill-in, I will put my show notes in the response, uh, in the, uh, what's the word, show notes. I will put my email in the show notes is what I'm trying to say, and you can reach out to me that way. If you'd like a report on the school, I'd be happy to come out and do that. If you would like to come and tour the school, reach out to me and we can set up a time to do that if possible. If you're interested in attending the school, reach out to me. Brethren, we need gospel preachers. We need young men. We need older men. We need single men. We need married men to preach the gospel. And if you've been impressed with the content and the style and the approach to the Bible that you've heard on the Scattered Abroad Network, it's because all of our hosts are from the Memphis School of Preaching. You're getting a taste of what we learned. But if you want to preach and you have an itch to do so, it's time. Message me about our upcoming enrollment dates. But until next week, let's remember to please God now so our eternity is far better. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.